This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce, hosted by Flyers Game Day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly Sports Radio legend Al Morganti. Welcome into South Philly Sauce and Odyssey Original, brought to you by 94 WIT and Jack Daniels. Ashlyn Al back here in studios with you, getting ready for a busy Flyers weekend, a game on Thursday night. In a big game, a stadium series on Saturday. We're going to have Mike Rupp from NHL Network joining us here shortly to talk about all those things, the trade deadline coming up. Basically, every time I watch NHL Network, I feel like they're talking about the Flyers and them being sellers in the trade market. I was just watching a segment about Sean Walker that seems to be the guy all the national media are talking about. But but I will say the difference in watching NHL Network from this year to last year, way more Flyers talk. What a coincidence. Well, yeah, they've got guys <laughs> that people want now. They're uh, and, and it's weird because it's not the storyline that everybody thought in October and November. The storyline, Ashton, was supposed to be, okay, these people are all going to be sold at the trade deadline It's gonna or, tr- or moved at the trade deadline. It's going to be Walker or Lawton and whomever. It's uh, everybody. But what happened is nobody figured the Flyers would be in a race for a playoff spot or to have a, a place some people think locked up. I'm not so sure about mm. that. And that's what's made it a confusing story. And now it's all confused because Ristolainen is a, quote, longer-term injury. So can you really move, uh, you know, can, can you really move somebody then if you're in a, a, a race for a playoff spot? So this is a, it's a really confusing situation for the Flyers. It is. It makes it even more complex for GM Danny Breer because I see what they're saying, and, and John Torella said this the other day when they were talking about Scott Lawton, that you risk breaking up the locker room, but everyone knows where we stand, and yeah, we're going to risk that for the long term. But when you talk about the drop-off, if you were to, say, trade Sean Walker, you don't have Ristolainen yeah. playing, that's a major drop-off. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's the one where I think it really gets confusing. Lawton, if, if the right offer came... I think that they would probably move him, mm-hmm. um, but they'll get a lot for him, and that's why it's n- kind of not fair. The, <laughs> the more valuable you are, the less likely you are to stay. Right. Um, but it's like with the defenseman, I, that really confuses things. I, you know, I actually think Ristolainen would have been, you know, if they could have made that move, they might have been not takers there, physical defenseman, big guy, uh, yeah, yeah, not a fighter, but a physical defenseman um, that can get that can get moved there. But he's kind of off the board if you don't really know 
how long-term an injury this is going to be right. and if it's going to be recurring. So I think that really makes it confusing on what they're going to do with Walker. Right, and you had to think in that situation, if you did trade Ristolainen, and you probably were going to sign Sean Walker maybe to a similar deal that they just saw with Ryan Paling, where you keep him here in Philadelphia because he's been excellent. He Both has, um, and, and the question is how much money is he going to want? I mean, defensemen get so much money. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're so valuable. I think that's, that, that's another thing they have to look at in terms of their own piggy bank. Um, you know, what, what are we going to pay for? You know, they've got Konechny going to get paid. And, you know, if you're going to give Walker that much money, you can't, in my opinion, you can't have both Walker and Ristolainen. No. Uh, that's that's going to be tough in terms of their salary cap. For sure. And we haven't talked yet about the Flyers making some announcements, which I, I wasn't expecting. I don't think anyone was that they all of a sudden now have a captain after two seasons, not having a captain after John Tortorella telling us in the preseason, there will be. No captain this season either. They announced Sean Couturier is going to be the captain, the 20th captain in Flyers history, which means Travis Konechny and Scott Lawton are the assistant uh, captains. Alternate captains, alternate yeah. Captains, I guess yeah, this is, this is um, it's an interesting thing because at the beginning of the year when they said, you know, no captain or whatever, I remember talking to you and Scott about, like I said, boy, if I was Couturier, I'd be a little upset mm-hmm. because, but, Nobody quite knew where he was going to be physically. And you, you don't want a, a, a captain or a team leader that doesn't, can't play, that right. can't play. So they had to know that he could play. And they had to know long-term that he could play. Because you remember that for early in the year, it was like, wow, he's really slow. And he, can't, he couldn't take face-offs, basically. I mean, he didn't look like the same player. And when you come back from an injury, it's like a, a Jonesy says the teeth of a saw. It goes up and down, mm-hmm. up and down like that. And it was like there were some games he looked good, and then some. Oh my God, he's really struggling there. And you know, it's like another after back surgery. Is he really going to make it back? So I think now it's finally in cement that he's back, mm-hmm. literally back from the back, <laughs> and he's and he's solid, and he's a really good player now, and he's also a crucial player. He got a big goal, and I also think moving Konechny up. That's the next leadership group coming mm-hmm. up, which. To be really honest, I was wondering if he wasn't going to be the captain, uh, but you know, I just mentioned there are salary things that are coming up, contracts, whatever. Yes. And, I, and I think Couturier, I think the respect he has in the locker room, even though, remember we said on shows, I would say on shows, well, maybe there's no letter on his sweater, but you can tell he's that leader. How the way he carries yeah, himself. Yeah, that, that's what he does all the time. So, I mean, I, I'm happy for him. And I think also the fans are, are happy for him. And I don't think there was any animosity that it was like, oh, why isn't he? The, I think it was just like, to be really honest, let's see if you still got it. Yeah. And it took a long time to see that he still had it. And I, I like the way they did this looking back. At first, I was confused. I was like, just a, a sports team without a captain is so unconventional. It doesn't make sense. But then you talk to guys in the locker room. They're like, well, we carry ourselves like there is a captain. This yeah. is just what you guys see. You see the C on the chest. You see the publicity. But that's not how it is in the locker room. Captains are engraved in a locker room. And and I hate to say this about Cam Atkinson, but but say Cam Atkinson was announced a captain at the beginning of the season. Well, his play all season yeah. has been like this. Can you really follow a guy where Sean Couturier is one that has been so consistent? Yeah, no, and that and that's year? why, Ashlyn. That's why when you have a guy that's uh, got the individual stuff going on in terms of proving it to myself that I can mm-hmm. play it, 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 you can't really. If you'd meant if it had been Atkinson, it would have been tough. Yeah, because it's you know, you're going to get benched. Uh, you're going to get. You know, you're not playing, you're not playing well, you're not on the ice at crucial times. And Kateri, I think, will be seen as it goes on, big face-offs, big goal, two games ago, uh, you know, um, team leader. Even, 
for what we do, interviews and stuff, when there's an issue, <laughs> you go to him. You go to him or or Lawton, who's been terrific. Yeah, he's just a. I mean, it's just he, you know he'll do anything for the team. Um, but Couturier, I think his stature in the league as a you know as a uh, potential Selkie Trophy winner when he's mm-hmm. playing well all the time. So and I think he's he's earned that spot. Right, and you want to hear from him. It's so true. It's the guys you go to when there's adversity with the team, and I always think of Lawton, Couturier, and Konechny because they're going to be honest, they're going to be up front, and you also know they're going to back the team. They have the team's back, which is what a captain is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now we look to Thursday night's game, which is against Toronto. Toronto. Oh, I did it again. Actually, if you're Canadian, it's Toronto. Uh, yeah, I can't do it's that. Toronto. Or you can just say T.O. They make fun of me when I first started here in Philly. I don't know why. I, I guess Floridians do this, or maybe for Philadelphians just don't. I pronounce the second T Tr- so much so. Yeah, it doesn't get pronounced. Toronto. Because you guys just talk so fast. Tortorella. You blow through it. Tort- yeah, we don't need to waste time pronouncing things. <laughs> Anyways, the Flyers are there playing tonight. It's the first time they're going to see them this season and fourth in the Atlantic, and they're going to see them twice in March as well. So you're going to see this Leafs team uh, very frequent. Yeah, and great skill level. Now there's a bunch of sick players, a suspended player in Riley, their defenseman, and their best defenseman. But it's really bizarre, bizarre that <laughs> that um, that a team, uh, often this happens, you, you're, one of your best players goes out, and you play very well mm-hmm. for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And the Flyers might be catching a team with that player out, maybe more than one. I mean, you've got three really good players. Tavares is sick. Nylander, Marner. I mean, well, it's all over sports. And it's, it's, a, it's a big issue that's going on. And that sometimes you just, for a short period of time, you can play better. The, the, uh, the Penguins, for years, when Crosby's out, Malcolm plays better. Malcolm's out, Crosby plays for a short period. You can't carry it long term. But the Leafs are uh, great demands on them this season and terrific skill level. Uh, and so the Flyers, better be, they better not think they're going to get an easier night because there's some players missing from their lineup because they band together pretty well. Yes, and as you look at the standings right now and just how this season's gone, these are two very evenly matched teams. The Flyers 64 points, the Leafs 62, Leafs fourth in the Atlantic, Flyers third in the Metro. So this game means a lot. If you beat this team... I don't want to say that statement win because this is a team that's evenly matched, but this would be a huge win for the Flyers. It would be, but if you look at it from the other side of the 49th, it's a much bigger game for the Leafs. Yes. Because the Flyers are surprisingly, you know, in a playoff hunt. Mm-hmm. The Leafs are supposed to be in a Stanley Cup hunt. Every year. <laughs> when this, this year, I mean, with the players they have, with, you know, the top level, the, the salaries that they pay. So, I mean, you, the Leafs, are what happens with the Eagles in Philadelphia. If, if, if Leafs lose, there's that kind of chaos going on up there. And I think it actually affects their room at times. Uh, there's so much pressure on them. So, I mean, this is a, although it's a big game for the Flyers, it's a much, it's a much bigger game for, for Leafs. And with Leafs, it's always, 
it's always the risk. The risk's always much bigger than the reward. Hundred mm-hmm. <laughs> percent. You lose a game like this, they'll be like, "Oh my God, how could how could this happen?" That media up there is unlike any yeah, other. Yeah, it's a, like the, the Eagles media down here. Well, it's it, even worse. I say worse. Yeah. Because being in the Eagles locker room, I would say it's normally 25, 30 media members, and I yeah. will never forget the first time I saw a Canadian team come to the Wells Fargo Center, and we were down in the hallways by the locker rooms. There was. 80 people and I was like what are all these people doing here and they're like oh you know it's Canada it's they well, travel <laughs> yeah it's that's like and that's why even the all-star game because it was in TO yeah. it's like it was bigger I mean to me I I would have the all-star game there every I would either go to Vegas or Toronto every year it's just the market I just for go it. I mean it's just Makes sense. crazy you know everything's up there right but and but it, it comes with a price in mm-hmm. terms of <laughs> something goes wrong it's headlines all the time and I know some of the guy I mean some of the guys, Matthews deals with it. I mean, they're laid back guys coming in. But also the other problem is teams coming in, a lot of like Konechny's from up there, a lot of guys from up right up there. And they just get cranked to play up there. I mean, to right. go up and play in front of all their family, friends, whatever. Yeah, I like that idea of maybe having it there every year. I see both sides because I think it's good for hockey to have the all-star game yeah. in all these cities that maybe yeah. aren't a hockey market. It grows the game. but. You go, for example, how the NFL Combine is always in Indianapolis. Yeah. that consistency where you know it's coming. I also think that would be great for the city yeah. in hockey, too. Me, I'd have everything in Vegas except the golf. I would have, the golf's weird. <laughs> the yeah. golf's gone out, out of control. But it's, uh, I would have everything in, uh, in Vegas. I, w- I would... Uh, it's just the people want to go. Then that sphere thing is there now. I mean, Super Bowl was every, awesome. Yeah, really. I mean, and I give the NHL credit. They were the first to go. Yep. I mean, once they went, they kind of broke the mold. No, I can't go to Vegas gambling. Well, now, I mean, we talk about gambling odds before we do the TV show. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's, everywhere. it's everywhere. So why not go to Vegas? And and then every all these people, you know, players don't want to go to the All Star Game. They want the break. Well, if the game's in Vegas. <laughs> They're all, that is the break. They're all going. <laughs> they're and going they're br- anyway. Yeah, they're bringing the family and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so true. And then we get ready for a big game. Quickly going to get ready for that before we get Mike Rupp with an NHL Network on the Devils on Saturday Stadium Series. Really cool event. We're very excited to cover it. And it would be a big deal if it was any team. But because it's the Flyers and Devils who have now hopped to fourth in the Metro, they have two big wins over the Kraken and the Preds, and they are right behind the Flyers. It's a huge game for the standings. It is, and it's a, you know, I mean, people say well, there might be too many outdoor games. No, I think it's great. The markets that go to them love them. The jerseys are awesome. They are. Um, I always like the jerseys on the outdoor games, and it's going to be cold, yeah. which is a great. I 18 mean, 18 degrees. I packed last night. God yeah, bless. It's cold, cold's great. I mean, if you're playing, it's great. It's, I, just, I remember we had, we actually had outdoor rinks. I'm so old. We had out, it was one in Philly, a half outdoor rink that I used to play at. And if you're like me, you don't play. You're like, a, what do you call it, a shopping cart stick. You just separate the forwards from the defenseman. You're in the middle of the bench and sit there all night. Oh, it ow. Gets, Why that happened? Because I stunk. But, <laughs> it's, but it, it gets really cold. It's I will like, imagine. Really. They like, probably don't I, have heated benches on those. No. <laughs> please, please so get a seven-goal lead so I can go in and get warm. <laughs> I know that life too. The bench warmer life. <laughs> yeah. It builds humbleness. It's, it's not warmer character. though on that bench. <laughs> nope. Everyone should be a bench warmer once yeah, in their yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. It builds a lot of character. But it'll be great going up there for the game. I know the game in Pittsburgh was freezing cold when the Flyers were up there, but I think that's really, I, I hope it snows, but I don't think it will. Oh gosh. We're going to hope <laughs> for the best, but we're excited. Let's now get to Mike Rupp with NHL Network who joins us now. It's time for our Jack Daniels salute. We have Mike Rupp here with NHL Network Sportsnet Pittsburgh and former NHL player. Thank you so much for joining us. 
No, thanks for having me on. Glad to be on with you guys. Absolutely. And we got a big game coming up, Stadium Series, Flyers, Devils. And we've been talking about this game for a while because it is just the Stadium Series. That alone is cool. But now when you look at the standings, you got the Flyers and Devils neck and neck. Yeah. It just makes it that more impactful, right? It is. And, you know, it's always funny when you just, whether they're Stadium Series games, Winter Classics, when you schedule these things, I think from the league standpoint, I think the hope is to have situations like this, but you never know, right? Like you have, we've had sometimes in the past where a team was projected to do something and come the day of the big event doesn't, you know, the standings don't really support that, right? So I think it's something that's awesome right now um, just for the weekend. I just heard uh, Bill Daly, uh, Deputy Commissioner, uh, talked about 140,000 people they're expecting to get through at MetLife over the weekend between the two games, which is awesome. It's great. And uh, But from the standpoint, you know, when this was scheduled, I, I, I think one of the pleasant surprises has been, has been Philly because I don't think anybody thought that, you know, when you're talking about these teams in there, like they'd be one of the better teams of the four, right, and what they're doing. So I think that that's – it's awesome. It's awesome for the area, and I, I, I lump, and I think that that's what this game does. It lumps Philly into – this region of the country that I, I think and, and I've known and experienced from playing and from living my adult life, uh, it, it's it's an area that hockey is 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 rabid and it's growing. And, and I think in an event like this, we'll, we'll take it to another level. Yeah, and it's a big event. And, you know, I've covered enough of your career, big goals, Stanley Cup. But the outdoor game in a Ranger uniform, I believe it was Citizens Bank Park, Two goals against the Flyers. <laughs> and then you give a Yager salute. Did Scott Hartnell jump you? <laughs> <laughs> Hartsy and I talk about it. I remember Hartsy came up to me, and I, I think HBO had that on the 24-7, and he he said something to me um, at, at the uh, going into intermission. I was skating off the ice, and he skates up to me at the red line, and he was just like, are you kidding me right now? That guy's a legend. And uh um, you know, we were kind of going back and forth uh, with that. And I, I remember the rest of the game, Claude Giroux was, I remember taking a, he was, I was out there uh, in the defensive zone coverage and, and I'm on the, as a winger, I'm standing off the side and, and, and G's taking the draw and the referee's getting ready to drop the puck and he's just turning and he's screaming at me on the draw, how disrespectful I was. <laughs> and I was like, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, Hey, I, I guess I didn't know it was going to have this type of reaction, but I'm like, I guess I, you know, I did my job in, in that regard of just trying to get under the, the skin of the, the opponent. But um, man, it was a cool experience there in Philly. Um, it was a great game. And I think sometimes you never know again what you're going to get in, as far as a game. I mean, we, we went down two nothing and we battled back, and there had some crazy moments in the game. We had the Danny Breer penalty shot. Um, it, it was it was an experience. I mean, it was the highlight of my career. It's just regardless of what happened for me personally in the game, just the experience. I, I loved it. It was it was fantastic. The fans in Philly was always one of my favorite places to play on the road because you felt like it really mattered you know, to them. And uh, they let you know uh, good and, and they let you know bad. And, and I appreciated that. I, it made my NHL experience kind of feel like it was another level, you know, when you get to get to play in an environment like that. Yeah, and you played a couple of teams that have become real rivals against the, a lot of teams that have become real rivals against the Flyers. Which one did you feel was the most 
passion from the Philly fans, Rangers, Devils, the Penguins, obviously, which, which one did you feel like, oh man, they're really ready to get us here? Probably, probably Pittsburgh. You know, I'm in Pittsburgh yeah. right now and you can see the little painting. I'm in the hotel <laughs> I was doing the, doing the pens game last night and, and, and got a game tonight here. Um, but it, it, uh, I felt it. I mean, I felt it everywhere. It, it, so here's the thing. And, and I, and, and again, to go back and I, I know like when you, uh, I, I mentioned this before on a, a, a podcast a little while ago, um, truth be told, uh, I grew up in Cleveland and I was always a big, um, framed kid and uh, hockey you know I, I was a, a bigger player and um you know I was six five when I was 15 years old and and it was kind of like you know the certain style that I needed to play to play in the NHL I had um two posters in my bedroom and uh a random one I was a basketball fan I had Sean Kemp up there so I had Sean Kemp up there and then I had a I had a picture and I remember distinctively it was the it was the Legion of Doom line and mm. I loved it. I used uh, I used an Eric Lindros Titan stick. Um, <laughs> John LeClaire, when I was getting ready for the draft, everyone's asking like, you know, what kind of player you think you can uh, you could be in the NHL? And I said I, I, I don't know if I can be him, but I, I, I like I love the way John LeClaire plays. Um, just talking about you know different flyers and the and the appreciation they had for the big guy. So I always wanted to be a flyer, never got the chance. So uh, it, part of me was probably. All right. Well, I want to, you know, it was always, I always felt whatever team I was on, it really felt like I was valued more when we go into Philly because most teams were not big and physical like Philly. So they leaned on me in those types of situations. So, um, you know, I loved it. Um, but when I was in Pittsburgh, I think that was probably the feistier of, of the, of the teams. And, um, but every team, I mean, I remember playing in the American Hockey League in Albany uh, for the New Jersey Devils Farm Club, and oh, man, we played the Phantoms. I feel like eight to ten times a year, and, it's, and it stunk. I hated it. And uh, uh, then we then we play against the Flyers, so it was like I was kind of groomed to be anti-Flyers um, from my get-go. Is with New Jersey, and then go to Pittsburgh, and then I, I had no idea the rivalry. With the Rangers, I really didn't know that it was uh, it was an education for me to go back in history about these two franchises during that time of the Winter Classic, and I'm like, wow, like there's a lot of dislike in between <laughs> these two franchises too. So uh, again, it was uh, Pittsburgh was probably the most. Uh, I think both teams were really good at that time, and uh, you know, just having uh, the way that they were, uh, the fans were hard on on uh on the penguins and uh the penguins fans didn't like the flyers and obviously the, the little keystone state rivalry was was something that was big and they still don't yeah. like each other and you mentioned the stadium series coming up how it's been a pleasant surprise how relevant the flyers are for this game against the devils and we go back to preseason when many expected the flyers to be bottom three in the league and, and we've been honest on our show yeah. that we didn't expect the flyers to be where they are were you part of the group of of the bottom three for the flyers no i i i will say it wasn't that i certainly didn't see this um but you know i i i'm a firm believer in, in john tortorella and I, and I believe through and through this man is he gets it and um you know, I had him in New York at that time when we obviously he was the coach for the Rangers when we were playing that winter classic at Citizens Bank. But he, his track record shows that it takes about 
there's like a two, three year period. Then you start seeing results. And I knew there's going to be results this year. I figured it would be the results would have probably been maybe a team that's going to battle all the way down the stretch and, and maybe be a bubble team, whether they get in or they don't. Um, but, you know, I, I haven't seen this, but uh, see this coming. But he, he's a, he, here's the thing with him. You guys know this. This is uh, anybody watching this in Philly knows and sees this. He changes a culture. And I think we use that really loosely. And, and what does that mean? Um, it's tough to come across talent in the National Hockey League, but I think it's more difficult to have a culture. And there's a lot of teams who do it backwards. And it's about loading up the coverage with talent, which is certainly something. But you got to understand you know, what that talent has and how they're made. And can they play within this team structure of what we want to be and how we deem ourselves to, to go about our business every day? Torts brings that better than anybody. And he'll weed out people. And, like, it's – it's if you're not – it doesn't matter who you are. I've been on a team – I've been on teams um, or been on the Rangers, and, and it's not for everybody. And that's fine. That doesn't mean he's right, you're wrong, he's good, you stink. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means this is what we're doing here. And if you're on board, you're on board. If you're not, then we're going to move on. No hard feelings. And I feel like that that's something that he's done in Philly – and you groom these players like that. I don't think there's a better coach to squeeze a group in the National Hockey League than John Tortorella. I will say this on the other side, though. Here's the tricky part, I think, for this Flyers team. Eventually, you're going to get to the point where this team, maybe it's now, maybe it's next year, but they're going to get to the point. I, I love the trajectory of this group where they're going to be one of those teams that's like, all right, now we're ready to make that big move to try to get us over the hump. And this is where it's tricky, and I mean this in a positive manner with John Tortorella. He's not for everybody. So you're building this culture with the group you have here in this roster, and everyone's coming up together. They know what the expectations are when you put that flyer sweater on. Now, if you think you're going to get a missing piece elsewhere, a stud guy, maybe it's a pending UFA, or it's a guy that you're going to go sign this massive deal in free agency, you have to be sure that that player can adapt because mm – -hmm. Not everybody can. And if you've played seven years in the NHL and haven't played with this kind of structure, you can't just get air dropped in and expect to just pick it up. So that, that's going to be the, the, the very, very interesting thing for me is when this team deems that they're ready to take that step, who that player is, how that player is going to adapt, um, because it's not for everybody. And, and that's fine. That's what makes what they're doing right now pretty special. Yeah, it seems like, Mike, though, they've got a locker room. And you mentioned they've weeded some people out. Not bad people, guys that right. just didn't fit in there. But at this point, Tortorella's, it's almost, I don't want to say become a lovable character, but it's almost like there's this club that says, I survived John Tortorella. It's a little bit different now. His, uh, his stature is a little different, even despite all the winning now. It's like it's his last rodeo. Yeah. And I think guys are more willing to buy in right now. Even the kids. I'm shocked at the kids that are willing to buy from training camp with that rope, the whole thing that they goes through they're, 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 It's like, I, I'm going to survive this club. It's like, I'm on the Island. I'm going to survive this Island here. It seems like it's, it, it's become a little more likable, believe it or not. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing with him too, is like a lot of the guys that he's been hard on in um, over their career, when you talk to them and, and listen, I, I've had some spats with torts, but everybody has, but you learn that, 
you can get past it. There's no grudges. There's no grudges with John Tortorella. He'll tell you flat out to your face, you stink today and <laughs> you're not going to play tomorrow. And, you know, whatever. If you're going to pout about it, then, I mean, that's on you. You know what I mean? But he, he kind of has this standard where the players, um, they understand. They understand what's expected. And I think that's huge because there's so many times I've had coaches in my career, uh, really good coaches uh, that have sat there and, you know, hey, Mike, you're 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 not going to play tonight. You're going to we're going to healthy scratch you. And, OK, well, what what what's you know, what do I need to be doing better? Well, it you know, it's the last 15 games haven't been good. And I'm like, it's taken you 15 games to tell me that I'm not good enough. Like, I want that right away. Like, tell me like I you know, I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm playing great. But, like, help me kind of figure these things out, you know. And it ain't going to last 15 games with Torres before he tells you. It, it might not last one game. I remember my first game as a New York Ranger was um, we had – we were playing in the premier games over in Sweden. So we opened up the regular season. First game was against uh, – first game was against the L.A. Kings. Second game against Anaheim Ducks. So I signed that summer, Brad Richards and I signed in New York and I'm playing one period. We didn't come out. We weren't very good in the first period. I, we were down probably a goal or two. I don't remember exactly, but it wasn't a great period. And you knew Torts was ticked because we were listening to him barking behind us on the bench. And so we come into intermission in Sweden and I'm thinking to myself, like, whatever. I'm just like, all right, you know, got to be better this next period. And in that situation, playing 20 minutes with a new team, I thought I'd be the last guy he'd probably come at. The door opens right to me. If that's what you're bringing, we like that's not why I signed you. And so then I'm like, okay, like <laughs> here we go. So I remember going out the first shift of the second period. I ended up fighting George Peros and, uh, oh. <laughs> and but 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 and it wasn't like Torts wasn't necessarily calling for a fight, but yeah. that was my response because maybe I wasn't feeling great in that game and just to kind of get acclimated physically and. And, you know, and, and the thing that he does really well that I don't think people see on the day-to-day -day basis uh, outside the organization is he, I just got a pat on the back on the bench. I sat down on the bench after I came back from the penalty and just got the, the nod. And I felt like it was almost like a, a proud father, right? <laughs> and, and those things, like, he has that about him. Like, he, he'll, he'll beat you up a little bit, you know, verbally, but – you're damn right. Like when you do something the way he wants, he, he doesn't need to say any words. He just gives you the little nod and you know that you did well by John Tortorella. And, and you can also mess with him. I remember in New York, like when you're winning, like winning's everything. You're winning. Like we can mess around with torts. I, guys on the team would razz them here and there. And it's, it's funny seeing that side of him because he's funny. He can take it. I remember in practice the one time uh, he would always stand like top of the circles along the boards. And we were doing shooting drills. And, you know, whenever your guy's shooting a bad angle shot, coming down one side, and if you miss the net, it's going to go around around the glass. So it stinks when you're the next guy in line for going the other way in the corner because the pucks are ripping past you, past your ears. So I remember the one time where we were kind of, you know, Torts was kind of like standing at the front of the line. So some of these pucks, if they went that way, would, would go up there. So I did the old, I, I said to Dan Girardi, I said, hey, watch this, I'm going to get Torts. <laughs> so I, I skate, I'm standing in the corner and someone comes down to take a shot and Torch just like watches the, the guy skate down and then he moves on to the next one. He's not watching the shot. And so 
I timed it when the guy was about to shoot and I took my stick and I wrapped it around the glass, you know, so you can hear like the tick, 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 <laughs> like, like a puck's coming around. And I was just like, heads up. And I remember Torch, I remember Torch just dropped down like, like a, it was like a turtle. It was like a turtle going in his shell. Right. And all the guys are like, we're just laughing. And then he gets up and he's looking around, like he thought a puck was coming. And then he's like, who the blank did that? You know, and, and then he's just like laughing. He's like, you son of a, you know, you can have fun with him, man. He's, he's, he gets it. And, um, you know, he's getting the most out of this Flyers team. And it's, he, um, I, I, I like that you said that out too. Uh, I think he's at a point in his career now where, yeah, he's, he still gives you the stuff. Like he's still, yeah. he's still John Tortorella. He's always going to be John Tortorella, but he also see there's, a, there's a caring side to this guy. The way he is with animals, the way he is with, you know, dogs, the way he is with uh, doing charitable things, huge heart, huge heart. And you see that inside the room. So uh, big fan of his, love what he's doing there. All right. And you're when you look at this game here coming up, what do you, what do you think? Do you think the Devils can make a run? I'm assuming they're going to get Markstrom. I, I'm just I just can't see where you go anywhere else. Do they still have enough runway? They they do. They I think they do. I think they do. But um, yeah, I mean, I think Tom Fitzgerald is and from what I've heard has been all over the market trying to find a goaltender here. And so if that's Jacob Markstrom, uh, you know, I think that would probably be the best bet because he's got term on his contract. Like, I don't think the Devils are necessarily looking for a rental right now. Although if that's what the market bears for them to get that, I think that they would do that. Cause it's, it's been no knock on those goaltenders that have played this year. Uh, I think it's been different. They haven't defended very well this year either. So it's a little bit of everything. Uh, but the goaltending has been an issue. This team probably would be much more comfortable in the playoffs if they had goaltending. Um, I think they're going to get one. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I'm curious with this, this Devils team. We, what we learned this year is they're really different without Jack Hughes. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think there'd be that big of a drop off when he's out. He's back now. So we'll see if, if they can make a run here. But uh, I still think they, they find a way to get in. I, I really do. And uh, that's what makes this game even bigger on the weekend, right? Because you've got mm -hmm. this Flyers team that prior to the break, I'm like, okay, starting to like the reality is starting to kind of set in over the course of 82. Nope. They push back. Every time you think they're down, they're, they're pushing back. Mm -hmm. And this Devils team is uh, starting, to, starting to play a little bit better now too. So it's perfect timing for a game like this. It really is. And we got one more for you. Thank you so much for your time. And you mentioned, I mean, on our pregame show, we look at the standings every <laughs> single day and we did not do that last season. And I know your color analyst for the Penguins as well. And this East and specifically the Metro, how do you see this shaking out? Because it truly changes every single night. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm very, it's intriguing to me. I, I there's some teams I, I certainly don't, I, I like New York Islanders. I, I don't believe in them. I'm, I, I just don't. I don't think that they're going to make the playoffs. Um, Pittsburgh's an interesting one. You know, I cover them. There's days where I'm looking at things all season long. And if you want to even get into like the analytics and, and what it projects, it projects that they're a much better team than their record. But then they have moments and games like they got pretty well manhandled. I thought last night against the Florida Panthers, um, mm -hmm. They go through these stretches. They're on a three-game losing streak right now. 
it's starting to get to the point of concern where they've got almost too much work to do to get in. Um, I still think they'll, they're, they're going to make a push here. Um, you know, it, it, I think a lot of it depends honestly on, on what the flyers do here. And because if the flyers play like they have up to this point in the season, the rest of the way, and even, you know, like every team try to get a little bit better, um, they'll close the door on one of those teams, maybe both of those teams. And but the tricky part for me with the Flyers is I'm very intrigued what they do here because this wrist align and injury to me I think throws a wrench in a lot of things because if it wasn't for that injury I think you can still have the mindset of hey this is a special year we're going for it we need this experience for our young guys but we also have some players that we might need to move that that there's a market for come deadline time I think Sean Walker would fetch a good a good return. But I also think he's an important piece for the team right now. And if Ristolainen was playing, maybe that can ease that burden a little bit. But even his D partner, you got Nick Sealer. I love him. Love yeah. what he brings. I don't think anybody I don't think anybody wants to lose either of those guys yeah. from Flyers fan base or even in that locker room. But at the same time, that's where these guys, Danny B and these guys, they they get paid the big bucks because uh, you have to make tough decisions. Like, this is a team that's arrived earlier than everybody thought. This is not a finished product. Like, this is a team that I'm excited to watch over the next couple of years. How much do you cling to going to do something right now as opposed to still bettering yourself and adding assets later on? And that, that that's something where, because we've seen in recent years, I mean, you look at Nick Steeler for what he brings and how unique he is. And I think he should be a Philadelphia Flyer. It's like the perfect organization for him and this doesn't even mean that this summer they can't go back and re-sign him but right now in, in recent years we've seen guys like Luke Shen we've seen David Savard you're fetching first round picks for these guys like and as crazy as it sounds Nick Sealer it takes one team that's the guy we want if you can get a first early second for Nick Sealer I think you got to do it mm -hmm. and you know, Sean Walker's another one now with the Drysdale, um, you know, getting him in place. I don't want to say makes him expendable. I really like what he brings. He brings something unique. There's tons of teams out there. It'll just be very interesting leading up to March 8th, what the market is for those guys, because the market might be something that the Flyers have to move them. And I'm okay with that. But now, you know, to go back to the wrist line thing, that that's if they if he was healthy, I think that makes this a lot more easy. Mm -hmm. I have one non-hockey thing. I see you were a Browns fan. I saw you wearing the Brown stuff there. Sorry about the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> you, sorry, you play... sorry, sorry for my life of being a Browns <laughs> yeah. fan. You played, you played high school hockey in Ohio, right? Yeah. We've got Jason Kelsey here. I, I guess he played at Shaker Heights. I was teasing him about his hockey. Is that a real program he and Travis played in there? Shake, he's Shaker Heights he was playing at, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Shaker Heights, the uh, pretty sure that's the Red Raiders. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> you have to mention to them. Actually, Shaker Heights had a really strong program. Uh, you know, I went to like, I went to like a prep school, um, St. Edward High School, and that was like, you know, one of the one of the the yeah. better ones. Um, but as far as the you know uh, public school. Shaker Heights is awesome. They had some good teams. I would love to see that guy on the ice. We got to get footage of Jason Kelsey on the ice. It would have been incredible. But uh, yeah, I didn't even know he played. To be honest with you, That's oh no, awesome. he and he and Travis both played. Mm -hmm. There is you can get video. There is video of him. Evidence. You know, and then he's scoring. He's got his eye and whatever 
stats he has there. And he and he's pretty proud of it, too. I'm trying to get him to have a ball hockey tournament in the summer. Oh, yeah. To get well, going you guys, on. you guys let me know. We'll get I would be there in a second. Uh, <laughs> I just want to see those guys playing uh, playing hockey. But uh, I'm I'm literally when we get done here, I'm now going to go right online. To see if I can pull something up. <laughs> we love it. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Hey, no problem, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, you know, it's going to be a great experience. Thank We're you. excited. And thank you to turn, for tuning in to South Philly Sauce and Odyssey Original, brought to you by 94WIP and Jack Daniels. We'll see you next week.